You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 43 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart and as always, I'm with the, hmm, how do we want to describe him? <laughs> I am with the very handsome and very intelligent Jeff Gargas. <laughs> wow. I, I'm literally like, before you even started, I'm like laughing over here because I just waited for you to think of something new. Um, well, Jeff, you to- know that all I'm doing is I am looking at the responses of people tweeting at me or sending me Instagram direct messages and wanting to me wanting to have <laughs> me explain you in a certain way. So I need to keep those coming. Well, big thanks to whoever sent you tonight because that was great. Um, it was probably your mom. Come it was on. probably I was going to say it's a complete lie. But uh, yeah, probably my mom telling you to call me handsome and intelligent. So I appreciate that, though. Well, outside from all the laughs over here, we have a really, really, really great episode in store. So before we get to all of that, Jeff, I just want to know, are you blushing over there? How are you doing? I'm blushing a whole lot, but I'm doing awesome. Um, Super excited. Always awesome when I get to hang out with you, Ray, and do these podcast episodes. And I haven't said this for a while, but I'm going to say it now. I cannot believe we're at episode number 43 right now. 43. This is crazy. We've been doing this thing for like, I think six months now. Like, this is nuts. Um, I can't believe that it's still going and that you somehow still want to get on here and do these with me um, every week that we record and that we are still like I, I'm so happy that we get this to just share all these amazing uh, stories from these amazing educators and stuff. So super excited. Tonight's a kind of a really cool episode for me because we've actually got a, a longtime friend of mine on. Uh, Mr. Alex Orris. Um, I have known Alex for I don't even know how long, but we played soccer together. We went through high school together, and I've known each other for a long time. And then he moved to the closer to the area where I am, and so you know we do breakfast sometimes and stuff like that. And it's just a really cool thing. I've gotten to go to his school and, and talk to their broadcasting class. Um, but Alex is actually the uh, technology integration specialist. Um, in Cuyahoga Falls City Schools, which is here in Northeast Ohio. He's been there for since 2015. Um, he's also previously a sixth grade math teacher. So Ray, one of yours, one I of know, your folks. He, was, he did that for 11 years out in, uh, in another school here in, o- in Ohio. Um, he's got himself, uh, a, he's got a bachelor's degree in middle childhood education, a master's degree in instructional technology. He's been named County Teacher of the Year, Distinguished Graduate Award, um, does some he's doing some really cool stuff over at Chicago Falls. They're they're doing a lot of really neat stuff over there. Um, so I'm super excited to chat with him. Not just because I've known him because he's a friend of mine, but also because he's a really talented and experienced educator. I think I know he's going to bring a lot to this episode and share a lot of cool stories. So Alex, man, it's awesome having you on, dude. Really is. Really appreciate you taking some time um, and chatting with us and putting up with Ray and I. But uh, how are you feeling right now, man? Man, I'm I'm happy to be with you guys. It's great. I think it's funny, though, uh, Ray went to the adjective of handsome, Jeff, right after you asked us to turn off our videos. <laughs> well, I really do. I mean, I, I, have a f- I, I have a face for podcast, you know, like not for TV or video. So that no, was a man, this is nice. This is such, a, such a treat. You know, we, we've, we have known each other forever. And now that we've reconnected through mm-hmm. passions of education, it's been awesome. It's been a good, good ride this year. Well, Alex, I'm excited to get to know you and know all about your story, especially as a fellow sixth grade math teacher. So my first question for you 
And I know Jeff already gave you a great introduction, but I really would love to know there's no way that you can fit all that in a, hey, what do you do for a living when you get asked on the street? So I really would love to know, how do you describe yourself when someone asks what you do? Well, I'm privileged because I get to support teachers in two middle schools in Cuyahoga Falls. And really, my passion has been integrating tech for higher learning to get kids engaged and involved. And I'm kind of responsible to make sure our students at the middle school level are all increasing their proficiencies in using technology. And I do that through working with the teachers through professional development and training and co-teaching and co-planning. So getting to build a relationship with the staff, you know, getting to help them in any way they need help, and then working with them to to reach the students and see that they're growing uh, technology for their future. Um, it's it's a it's a great gig. It really is, and, and it's, it's it's a cool thing to get to work with teachers and uh, and and get to help support them to do the awesome work that they're doing. And uh, that's, that's really cool. I love the fact that you get to do that and you get to do it with technology, which is even cooler. So yeah. um, I want to, I want to dive into you. So, so it's quite a bit of experience under your belt with 11 years in the classroom. And now what do you got? 10, 10 thir- 13 years now. Um, well, this, this right, is my are you at? Fifth, fifth year, fifth, fifth year, fifth well, year. That's right. Fifth year in this position. So this would be 16. There you go. So I don't know how to do math. That's why I'm no. not a math teacher, right? So no, you stop. You really stop counting after a while. So. Uh, yeah. So a lot of experience, a lot, of, a lot, of, and a couple of different roles and stuff. Um, different, different school districts and different student population stuff. So a lot of experience, a lot of things going on there. So I want to talk about a time mm-hmm. that you've had some challenges, time that you failed, where you maybe didn't yeah. feel all that great about yourself. Kind of take us there. Tell us what happened, and then yeah. how did you, how did you overcome that? What did you get out of it? Well, I. <laughs> As we've talked before, I mean, failure, if, if the only failure is when you stop trying. So I know I failed a lot. There's been a lot of times I've planned and done stuff in my 11 years in math, you know, tried a great lesson. But I would, in my current role, I would say my biggest failure um, was one of the most exciting in-services I was getting ready to provide. So starting my second year, Cuyahoga Falls, um, we, we were tasked with putting on a little educational mini camp starting off the school year you know we 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 got together over the summer we set this great schedule of sessions and gave teachers choice on which sessions they wanted to attend and we were actually family-wise just moving houses so kind of got our keys two days three days before that first day of school and i felt great planning the pd we had all the all the schedules ironed out all the rooms all the presenters and i had three of my own presentations ready and they were things I was really comfortable on. I was, um, I think this was, well, at probably 2015. So Google Classroom was just kind of getting rolling. Um, so I was going to do a Google Classroom to the max. You know, it was in the auditorium. We had 450 teachers there for in-service and about 100, I don't know, 15 had signed up to listen to me talk about uh, taking Google Classroom to the max. So my, kind of like my title, you know, my, my description was, um, getting teachers an advanced audience that were looking to utilize Google Classroom on a higher level. And I'm guessing my my description and my title maybe excited some staff, but not to where they understood it was going to be for people who already knew Google Classroom. So as I was ready to share all these add-ons and all these little neat tricks to people who already knew Classroom, I, I kind of welcomed my audience and pulled them of how many of them were, you know, avid Google Classroom users and you know, maybe 20 of them raise their hands, you know, 
And I had actually set up to do, you know, like a teachers join the classroom, answer this first, you know, I think questions had just come out then. So answer this first question and like 70 of the teachers hadn't really even used Google Classroom. And to be honest, I mean, I was so pumped and so excited. I froze. I mean, I was like sweating, standing in the front of the auditorium in like a new setting. I'm usually, you know, Ray, 16 years, or I'm sorry, 11 years in the math classroom. You're always right in front of your students. You got, you know, your mouse in your hand and you're right by the board and you're walking around. And I had this, this great guy that was sitting up at the top of the auditorium with the mouse and, you know, the keyboard in front of him. And I was ready to talk and it, it was a flop. I mean, I was, I paced probably the, the, the 50 rows three times before I sat down back there at the computer and just said, guys, I, 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 I planned a presentation that is really not for this audience. So I, I'm going to hopefully speak to some of the new teachers for Google Classroom here and kind of walk you through what it's all about. And if you're an advanced teacher, if you can just bear with me and look at some resources while, while I get them caught up, I promise I'll get to you. And, you know, to be so excited about kind of a new position and doing this, this great thing and to have that feeling like you are, you are toast, you know, like you're done that you've already lost them. So, you know, I really, I, I look at, I look every time I do a presentation now, whether I'm, I'm going to an area conference or just my mini staff, like I am thinking through every situation. Am I comfortable with the room? You know, have I prepared something that if tech, uh, like if, if the internet goes down, where, where are my resources going to be found? Or in that case, like I was fortunate enough, most of those teachers that already knew Google Classroom, they joined with my code. They were browsing my resources. You know, I had like 11 or 12 things I was going to talk about. And they kind of tuned me out and they were already flying through those resources. And I heard from them after like, you know what? It was fine. It was fine because you provided all of those resources up front. So even if I would have fallen ill or, you know, passed out, like I felt like I was going to that day, (laughs) they would have got all the information they needed without me. So like my planning now is with, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen here? How am I going to handle it? What if my audience isn't what I expected it to be? You know, and I kind of felt bad. I had, I had planned on presenting towards those experienced, advanced Google Classroom users. And I spent most of my time with the people that kind of, you know, were in the wrong session, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. So I still struggle with that. I, I don't know if I should have ignored the other group or what I should have done. But I, I kind of, once I gathered and, and got collected and, and calmed down again, I... I tried to just do my best with a tough situation. So always be prepared. Yeah, you know? no kidding. Be prepared for, prepared for those things that you don't don't know that are going to happen. What happens when the thing you never thought of happens, right? Right. And that's hard. But I think like a podcast like this or, you know, talking to other educators and presenters, you know, you'll hear a bunch of stories and failures. Oh, yeah. And it makes you think like, man, what if that happened to me? I, what am I going to do? Or what would yeah. I do if that happened? Yeah, that's yeah. And that's that's one of the things we hope to accomplish is like. So when you get there, like I mean, if you listen through all these, all of the, the stories that we've been able to uh, have people share on this, is like, hey, like a lot of crazy stuff happens, and if it's happened to you, it's probably happened to someone else. So mm-hmm. there's people you can reach out to and, and connect with that. So appreciate you right. sharing that story. But now let's flip it around. Now let's talk about a success, and this can be something big, something small. But tell us what happened. Why was it a success to you? And then what did you take away from that experience? All right. So success-wise, I think 
you know, those 11 years in the math classroom taught me a lot. And I started a very rigid teacher. I, you know, I kind of had my lessons planned out. We were going to do this on this day. This is what I'm going to say. And this is what the homework's going to be. And, you know, this is the assessment I'm going to use. I think a success I was always striving for, but I just couldn't get there. Um, it took me a long time was just to kind of give up control to give students a more centered classroom that was focused on not just their needs, but their choice. So giving students the opportunity to uh, show mastery in, in ways that they feel comfortable, or instead of saying, you know, we're doing a test on this day, you know, the whole mastery model that you guys are, are been so great about sharing with the educators, um, giving students more control. So, you know, my, my first few years, I, I really, really thought I was a good teacher but I was doing all the work. I, I was the one that was telling them the way it was gonna be and this is what I wanna see and this is how I wanna see it. And it wasn't really until just before I got out of the math classroom where I started, you know, maybe it was experience and maybe it was seeing other people doing great work and maybe it was a Twitter PLM, but it was just seeing how much impact giving students a voice, giving them some choice and allowing them to, you know, look at their strengths and find ways to learn and share that in ways they were comfortable. And I got a lot more out of my kids than, you know, the, than the rigid, this is the way we're going to do it. You know, this is what I want to see. When I decided it was time to give up control, you know, let them lead, let them show me how they were learning, um, especially with some tech tools. I really feel like my students blossomed then. That's really powerful. I'm so glad because I was in the same thing in my classroom and that that's a huge deal when you start to give students power. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel let down a lot by standardized testing and yes, it has to be part of the structure of, of our schools. And yes, we, we have to have it on our minds, but we can't, we can't just focus on that. I mean, we're going to lose all creativity of our kids. We're going to lose all um, like power in the classroom when we when we just yield to the test. So I think if if we're teaching the standards in creative ways and letting our kids shine and show through, then you know the test is going to take care of itself. We'll just we have to prepare our kids for their futures and work on our standards and let them you know let them dare to 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 learn and you know go out there with them and 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 let the test take care of itself. Yeah, obviously, that's a huge thing of what we focus on. And I couldn't agree more with just this transition in education being so powerful that teachers are recognizing the the power behind facilitating a mastery classroom that has connected content so students can understand the why behind their learning and begin taking ownership over it as they get what they need when they need it, right? It's like the dream. Yeah. Right. And I mean, student choice does a lot for kids. I mean, we, we talk all the time in in-services about like, how are you connecting with your students or how are you motivating them? Well, you know, you, I, my two-year-old, if I say you're going to have this for your snack, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't, he doesn't like that. I, if I get, give him two choices, then, oh, he feels like he's in control. So, I mean, we, we think about that with our kids. We, we want to motivate them. We want them to have ownership and accountability. And if we can provide them some type of choice, even if it's, you know, something simple, A or B, um, or anything advanced, then, you know, we're giving them an opportunity to have a lot of say, and it'll boost in engagement. And, you know, hopefully, they'll be creative with it and collaborate. 
I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot with student choice. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff. Don't worry, we're going to get right back to the episode, but I really want to check out and make sure that you are connected with us on social media. Ray and I and the entire Teach Better team want to connect with you. We want to hear your stories. We want to be a part of your journey. We want to be there to support you in any way we can, and we want to learn and grow with you. So please connect with us. Everything we have is at Teach Better Team. And then, of course, make sure you connect with me at Jeff Gargas and Ray at Ray Hewitt. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge element that I've seen a shift, not only in the country, but in the state that I'm in. I'm on a, a Illinois middle school board, and there's an enormous focus on personalized learning and mastery learning. And, and that's getting me excited that that, that that shift is happening, that teachers, more teachers are becoming more cognizant of needing students to have that ownership element. So just to flip that towards you, is there anything else besides that focus that's really getting you energized about what's going on in education and what you do? Well, uh, I don't, we've we've done a lot in in our middle schools lately. So we're we're full integration. So we don't necessarily have a like a technology nine weeks course or a, you know something where the students rotate through. And we integrate technology fully. So it's in our language arts room when they're working on um, you know writing their their narratives. We're also looking at not only keyboarding skills, but formatting techniques. And when they do a science presentation, we're looking at ways that students can use presentation software. Um, and and one of the things we've really started to do a really good job in Cuyahoga Falls is we've have what we like to call a like consumers to creators program. So any ways where we can get students away from the consumption of just maybe watching videos or just reading articles. And yes, that's all important but we want our students to be creators of that content. So, you know, a, a richer learning environment and more authentic and, and for them to be the creators, for them to do. Yeah, that's really important. So, I don't know. I mean, there's so many, I mean, mine's, mine's technology integration. There's so many tech tools out there. We, uh, Jeff mentioned our like broadcasting program where we're trying to have students use um, like Anchor FM, an app to help them you know, record and, and share content with our local radio station. And then we have, you know, a, a digital creations studio with, um, we, we wrote a grant for some equipment uh, for recording and editing. And the, the kids are interviewing, you know, our nurse and teachers. And um, we've got a little robotics program going where, you know, the students are writing code to, first to, to work with the robots, but then hopefully to solve problems. And, you know, 3D printing does the same. So we're trying to do anything we can to have students create because that's where our, you know, future leaders are, our entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who right now are, you know, kids that are creating. Yeah, there's so much power in that connected, integrated mindset. I mean, even just how your school is emphasizing, you know, we don't need a tech class. It's it's everywhere and, and it should be everywhere. So. Uh, I think that that interdisciplinary approach is not just powerful, but it's our future. So making that prevalent, not only in your school structure, but in all of your classrooms and in these innovative activities that you're providing students is very, very cool. And I, I really wish and I hope I, I would love to see more of this. You know, I hear periodically about a teacher dabbling with a podcast with their students and and I, and I want these teachers who are starting to dabble with these innovative ideas for the classroom um, to, to understand that these aren't just fluff activities. These aren't just, 
oh, I really think we're going to do a podcast. So for the next two weeks, we're going to do, do a podcast and it'll be a great break from our content. But but how do you build your content so building a podcast makes sense and, and causes your students to, to think more deeply about the concepts? I think that's so cool. Well, even a podcast, I mean, kids, they're not just going to flip on a microphone and start talking. I, I mean, you guys don't do that. You, you prep for it. You write some things down. You kind of, you plan and you c c collaborate and um, you get to know the tools and you, you prep. And there's all sorts of other soft skills that are involved with even doing a podcast. And then, you know, if you're doing a video, like uh, you use we video to make recordings, you're doing the same thing. Kids are collaborating and they're they're still writing. You could do that in a language arts class and, you know, the written portion can still be turned in, but they can, you know, they can act it out and they can, you know, they can show their mastery as we talked about earlier in a lot of different ways. Gosh, I couldn't agree more. This is totally up my alley. I also love too, Ray, Ray, you'll love this too. So their broadcasting class is also connected to their, the, uh, a local radio station. Yeah. I was going to say those community connections. Yeah. That there's is that my community jam. connection there. Like is so cool. And, and you know, Alex is with the middle school, but that's that's the high school. But he's Alex is like they're pulling him up there, and he's helping with that too. And they got some really cool stuff going. on. Alex, I apologize, but the teacher's name is escaping me. Um, who's yeah. running that class? Mr. Mr. Joe Noah. Jo yeah, I want to give him a shout out because Joe's doing an awesome job there, yeah. uh, trying to to get those students and letting them do like what Alex said, like letting them yeah. become the creators. Like they have their own shows right. going on, both podcast wise and on the radio. They're trying to find ways to connect it more with the. With the community and all this stuff, it's it's a really cool thing. It's super excited to see that, especially local here and everything. Yeah, so. and, they're, and they're doing a great job. They're starting to make show show web pages where they can you know post their clips and and that way, if anybody can't tune into the local radio station on you know six o'clock on a weeknight, they can they can go to the school's website and find a link to the kids' show pages and and listen in. And I know he did some interviews with the coaches last week, the basketball coach mm. and. He's really trying to connect it locally to our school, and, and Very cool. that's the right thing. There's a lot of people that will talk about sports and politics or you know whatever, but to connect it to your school, to give an authentic audience, and to have – he's like our beat reporter. I mean, it's great. <laughs> Those kids, that's they're the doing dream. a great job. Awesome. So with that all being said, I want more teachers like you. I think this is so important, and it shouldn't be – just something that we come across that if somebody that's, you know, featured on our podcast, this should be how our education system shifts to being more connected, more intentional, more purposeful. For those of you that know me, you know, this is my thing. So um, I have to ask you, how do we get more teachers like this? What advice do our new teachers or just any teacher out there that that wants to be on this journey of making our classrooms more intentional? What type of advice would you give somebody? Well, I, I mean, I, there's no way a teacher can do that alone. My biggest thing, and it, it is now with connections and relationships, and it was when I was, <clears throat> excuse me, in my first couple years, was you have to have a support system. And you have to have people that you can go to for not just support, but advice to get you through the tough days, to get you through the great days. Um, you you got to have people that are on your side. So my first few years of teaching, I mean, I wouldn't have made it if I didn't have friends like Mr. Glavicus, who, you know, was a, I looked up to him as a professional, but he also, he always made me laugh and I could talk to him about anything. And then having a good mentor, um, I had a mentor, Mrs. Carlson, who, who really helped support me with all of my pedagogy and thinking about how I was going to reach my high level learners and help support my lower level learners and, you know, 
you know, teach to, to all of my students and you have to have a support system. And really I, I have pretty, I've been pretty new to Twitter. I mean, I, I just learned some today from Mr. Mr. Um, <laughs> Jeff Gargas and my buddy, Jake Miller, who, uh, I'd, I'd like to give a shout out to too. Um, those guys taught me about how you, you, if you start a tweet the wrong way, it only shows up to certain people. So, um, <laughs> Learning every you know, day, you, aren't we? Yeah, lifelong <laughs> learners. You got the growth, the growth mindset. You got to have people around you, and you got to know where to look to have support um, and to have people pulling with you in the same direction. Love it. Yes, that 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 PLN, right? That growth, that find your tribe, find your people. That's so crucial. And I love that you mentioned, like yeah. you know, Twitter and stuff like that, and just social media. And we talked, we've talked about this plenty of time before. How you used to be limited to where you could find those people to just down the hall mm -hmm. or next door, or maybe if you're lucky right. in your building or in your district, now you can go everywhere. If via the, you know, through the power of social media, you can find and build that PLM bigger than you ever need. You can find those people that think just like you or mm -hmm. think just enough, not <laughs> like you to challenge you and help you grow. And such I a great time. So it's such a cool time that we live in to allow us to grow those the, those PLNs and the support systems. And we're, we're, we hope that one of the things that we're doing with this podcast is continue to help build everyone's network and support system together um, as they listen to these stories. And, and, you know, we always talk about the connection at the end of it and keeping the story, the conversation going. So we hope that people will continue to do that and build that. So I love that great lesson there. So now let's, let's have some fun here. Let's okay. put you to the test. I've had fun so far. You mean this well, is the no, fun that, Yeah, this is the fun part. The rest of it, that was all boring. <laughs> this is fun, right? I know. Uh, we're right. going to get fun here. Um, right. Ray, Ray's going to get the stopwatch ready. We're going to test already. you out here. All right, ready, we're going to do, do the next six questions, but you got 15 seconds or less to answer each. You all ready? right. I'm long-winded if you haven't <laughs> noticed, so I'll try. <laughs> all right, here we go. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Uh, Screencastify, for sure. Use it with my staff all the time and my students. Awesome. What's a, what's a book that you're reading right now? Uh, Lead for God's Sake by Todd Gongwer. All right. And who do we need to follow on Twitter today? All right. Well, I mentioned him earlier, at Jake Miller Tech. He is the hashtag EDU gift guy. So I, I look to him for a lot of um, neat tips. Awesome. And what's the best uh, YouTube channel for educators? Um, yeah, I heard of Gary Brooks. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, so funny. He's great. Yes, that's yep. a, that's a good one for sure. And what's one daily, weekly, or monthly routine that every teacher should get into? Reflection, reflection. Don't just move on and and think. Always think about how that went. Right. Love it. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It's the one I always give, and it's if you're leaving tired then you're doing all the work. At the end of the day, when you walk out to your car and your students get on the bus, they should be the ones tired. Mm, I like it. What do you think, Ray? Good? Man, he did really well. I was I, holding he, the stopwatch I, I, the whole time. I think he nailed it. <laughs> did I, I say it was good? Seconds? I, I think you did. I think You may have been slight, but we weren't really timing. That's all just a, a ruse. Oh, so, so it was good. I, we'll say, yeah. We'll oh, say right. you went in, in 14.25 <laughs> every time, so you're good. Nice. <laughs> Nice. That would be a good time. I think that'd be good. <laughs> you know, we do this and we don't, we started it because Jeff used to require me to answer in time segments. So he'd be like, all right, Ray, here's a really complex question and you have 20 seconds to go. <laughs> and it would be like, oh my gosh. So the fact that he's joking that this is like not real, 
you should know that someday we will live stream these podcasts and he is down there with the stopwatch. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. He's a task manager. Well, Alex, I'm excited to uh, ask you our last question because it all has to do with making sure this conversation is not our last. So would you mind sharing out how our listeners can connect with you and um, keep this conversation going? Yeah, I, I, um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Mr. Oris Tech. That's M-R-O-R-I-S-T-E-C-H. And I run a very small blog. It's kind of a professional development resource for me that when I write up something and or do a uh, in-service, I usually try to put it up on my website, which is MrOristech.com. And uh, they could always email at MrOristech at gmail.com. Awesome. And you know, you can find all the links, resources, everything we've talked about tonight over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links to connect with Alex. So we'll have that over there as well. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any more of our upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and, rating and review, or if you could teach me how to say rating and review, Ray would truly appreciate that. And be sure to tweet out at Ray how you want her to be introducing me, the words you want her to use. You can email her, hit her on Instagram, Voxer, whatever, share with her. I really want to see what people can come up with um, so I can continue to, 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 to laugh every time Ray introduces me. So uh, Alex, man, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, longtime friend, awesome that we've reconnected over the last couple of years and that yeah. we were able to bring you on this podcast. Love the work that you're doing and the things that you're trying to share with the, with this, the local school here and, and look forward to more of that. So really appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us tonight, man. Thanks, man. It was such an honor. Uh, Ray, you too. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, and until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better.